People's Poetry Podcast with me, Jimmy Bowman. My name's Dan and my chosen poem is Sunny Prostatin by Philip Larkin. Come to Sunny Prostatin, laughed the girl on the poster, kneeling up on the sand in tautened white satin. Behind her, a hunk of coast, a hotel with palms, seemed to expand from her thighs and spread lifting arms. She was slapped up one day in March. A couple of weeks, and her face was snaggletoothed and boss-eyed. Huge tits and a fissured crotch were scored well in, and the space between her legs held scrawls that set her fairly astride her tuberous cock and balls. Autographed Titch Thomas, while someone had used a knife or something to stab right through the moustached lips of her smile. She was too good for this life. Very soon, a great transverse tear left only a hand and some blue. Now fight cancer is there. I've never heard that poem before. Why is it a poem? Well, why have you chosen that poem? Why, why is it a poem that's stuck with you? I was, uh, yeah, so I was taught this poem when I was at school. And so I would have been, I imagine, about 14 or 15. And my English teacher uh, w- was in love with, with Philip Larkin. And he taught it whenever he could. Was this on the, cu- it wasn't on the curriculum, surely. I don't think it was. <laughs> it's gone rogue. Um, and I think he was, I, I don't know why he chose it. I think he, he loved Philip Larkin. I think this was one that he thought might grab our attention. And I think it did. Um, I think for obvious reasons, there's the, the kind of there's the, the pornographic image, mm. um, sort of writ throughout this, that that kind of grabbed our attention, um, and in particular, the tuberous cock and balls, which <laughs> I remember we had an absolute field day with. Yeah, of course. Um, but I've always remembered this poem, partly for that reason. Partly for that reason. I suppose was reading it again now. Mm. You know, as an elder statesman, what what is it that grabs you about now? Because I un- I understand, yeah, this would definitely be the sort of poem that would stay with me if if my I had an in- a kooky English teacher, hundred percent would have read something like this. Yeah. So th- that grabbed your attention, but when reading it now, I suppose what I mean, what is it about for people who've heard you recite it and are still unclear on it? Maybe sort of, could you explain what you feel this poem's about? And yeah, and reading it again now, how how's <coughs> How has it changed? Is it still, is it still as good as you remember it being? I think it is because, I mean, I, I talk about the kind of the the image of of the woman that uh, kind of got us all very excited and and hot and heavy when we were fifteen. But now looking at it, um, and I think to to an extent even there, because I think as a teenager, uh, you are aware of where where you're sort of being lied to in in culture and, and in advertising and things like that mm. um and so the kind of cynicism of uh this ideal image being sort of destroyed in in a kind of anarchic way um something being you know graffitied and left snaggletoothed and, and boss-eyed uh and that that line now fa- fight cancer is there yeah, it's I quite it's quite an interesting line. Mm. The ending. I mean, is that something that means sort of resonates more now reading it again than sort of when you were a kid? I don't think so. No, I think. I mean, obviously, it's like the layers of of the posters being torn back, 
Um, and I think maybe when Larkin wrote it, it was this idea of there's this idea of aging, perhaps mm. you know, youth um, or the the youthful image of the uh, the woman, the hunk of coast. This idea of youthful vigor uh, finally ending with with sort of deterioration and and sort of the end of his the end of his life uh perhaps or the end the end of a of a life um but i remember as well that uh the the teacher who showed us this he talked a lot about about the sexual revolution uh and how larkin was a bit too old to kind of benefit from that <laughs> and he had a kind of resentment towards young 20 somethings in the 60s who were um, kneeling up on the sand in tartan white satin. See, now you've said that, mm. this poem, yeah, this poem screams, I'm annoyed. <laughs> we, we, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he, he seems furious, I think, at the, at the girl laughing on the poster. <laughs> she's not laughing because she's happy, she's laughing at him. Yeah. Um, because he didn't, get to, he didn't get to enjoy that. Um, and perhaps, you know, the, the, the Titch Thomas who autographs his, uh, his, his, his work on this poster, uh, it, you know, it could in, in a way be a bit of, bit of a pseudonym for, for Larkin or that kind of, I think a youthful adolescent anger mm. that he had towards um, the, the, the burgeoning uh, new generation that were, that were coming through that he, that he sort of didn't like, I think. I quite like the line, the, the moustached lips of a smile. She was too good for this life. So did it, was, was this the poem that, uh, that set you off onto a love for poetry or was this just one that grabbed your attention and then it happened sort of many years later? I think I've always found poetry to be really hard. Mm. Like I remember looking at this as a student at school and being like, I've got no idea. Yeah. I... I I don't know. Yeah. Tell tell me what it's about, and and I'll nod along politely. And even at university, I remember we had a lecturer who said, um, "Yeah, a poem shouldn't be like a locked box that you have to try and figure out how to open. It, it's not that mysterious. The the meaning is there." Um, but even then, I found it really excruciatingly hard to try and understand poems. It's only really. I think as a as a as a teacher now, where I've had to learn myself about the poem and how to to teach it, yeah, have I actually sort of managed to unlock those poems eventually and and understand them better? Um, I don't think I understand this poem any on a, on a on a deeper level, perhaps than I than I did when I was fifteen. Really, I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I think now I, uh, I was thinking about this today, you know, the, the line of tuberous cock and balls. I realise now that tuberous, I mean, back then I used to think, that, well, tuberous means cylindrical. You know, it, he's, he's simply describing what, um, you know, what, what, the, what the penis looks like. Yeah. But I think also tuberous brings to mind um, images of like uh, root vegetables, things like parsnips, carrots, and so there's like an ugly sort of disfigurement side to it. He, he's highlighting, I think, that. But you say a surface level, that's definitely something I wouldn't have 
picked up myself as a as a school student mm. reading that. I mean, it, I'd be concentrating on the obvious words in that in that line. Yeah, well, I think yeah, like cock and balls. It's um, th- th- there's there's the anger. Yeah, isn't there? It's uh, yeah, that that could be uh, profane. So you're saying? Did you say this was the poem that sort of ignited the fire? It's a poem that I remembered. I think I remember being surprised by it, and I think because I was, as I say, an adolescent. Yeah. It. I remember reading this and thinking, uh, yeah, there's there's a culture out there of advertising and where I felt like we're being lied to. And I think Sonny Prostatin kind of deals with that cynicism and that kind of... He's being very, you know, sarcastic. Mm. Prostatin is not Sonny. <laughs> Prostatin is a, a, a coastal town in the, in the south of Wales. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't have palm trees or maybe it does but they're not as glamorous as they they, they supposedly appear in the, in the image in the first stanza yeah but I think what what I like about this poem is that there is this tension between there's a tension between Larkin's uh, disdain for this for the woman in this poster but also his lust for her as well mm. um, yeah. you can almost sort of feel the heat of his corduroys yeah, <laughs> yeah. As he's as he's kind of getting off on the you know the hunk of coast behind her. Yeah. Um. It it's very pornographic. Yeah. And I think he's enjoying that, but at the same time he kind of dislikes her, uh, for making him feel that way perhaps because he knows that he will never be part of that. He he'll never be part of what he sees in the poster. He'll never get to enjoy. That is a great line. A hunk of coast. Mm. Yeah, that is. I suppose the, uh, the the moral, if you like, of, the, of this story is because th- there's definitely people that, that listen to this podcast who are only just getting into poetry or perhaps they're trying to get into poetry or they've been studying it for a while um, and they, they have what you've just said that where they, they stare at a poem and they, they, you know, they don't really, under, they don't think they've unlocked what's going on in it, mm. but... I suppose what you've just sort of said is that that doesn't matter. You will still take something from it regardless. If you if you still remember this poem and, you know, you probably said more about it today than you did when you first read it, but you still took something from it the first time you read it. And so, sh- I mean, that, that is the, the beauty of poet- poetry, I guess. Fifteen years later, I have strong memories, not necessarily of reading the poem, but of being in that classroom yeah it's a memory from my life that i remember Mm. when for example he talks about uh prostatin and and i remember our english teacher had to tell us obviously that well that you know it's a it's uh in the south of wales and he said you know obviously because it's in the south of wales it's not gonna be very sunny and a friend of mine who uh used to go on holiday every year to the south of Wales, began an argument with him, saying that actually, I think you'll find Prostatin can be very sunny and it does have palm trees and you're wrong. Uh, And I remember that being obviously very amusing because it, it, I don't know, in a way I suppose it, it sort of captures that he was trying to undermine 
the teacher. He was he sort of felt like he was being lied to mm. by the teacher in the same way that perhaps Larkin here is arguing that he's being lied to by the the people who slapped up this poster one day in March. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I, I I totally agree with you. When I spoke about kid, I, I could almost see the colour of the walls in the classroom I was in. And mm. I think I think it's a beautiful thing. Thank you for talking to. Thank you for sharing the the, the poem with us and your memories. Pleasure. Thank you.